0: It's time for Tuesday Terror here on the Mutual Audio Network. Be sure to leave the lights on while you listen. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Ghostly Wonders I'm Where? Written by Jamie Lynn Michaels. Narrated by Karina Brown. Taken from the archives. 27 June 2022. In 1982, Walt Disney came out with the movie called Tron. For those of you unfamiliar with this original movie, it was about a guy who was a computer engineer, hacked into the system at his job because someone was trying to steal his work. Got sucked into the digital world he had created and became one of the freedom fighters for the oppressed programs on the grid, as he called it. Then in 1984, the last Starfighter, Alex Rogan, finds himself transported to another planet after conquering the Starfighter video game, only to find out it was a test as a recruitment tool. To join a team of the best starfighters to defend their world from an attack. The reason I mentioned those two films is their wacky futuristic persona. At least that's the way I saw them until I woke up in a dimension either in my world or in the afterlife, but the in-between of both. Wait, let me back up to my hospital stay for kidney stones and the surgery so you know how I got to the in-between lane. It started when I was at work. I woke up that morning feeling odd. I'd been having problems urinating. I know gross, but I really hate the word pee the day before. It just kept getting worse as time went by. Anyway, I figured I hadn't drank enough water and dismissed the idea as I got dressed for work. As lunch drew near, I kept having to sit down. I felt dizzy, nauseous, and knew I was wanting a slight fever. The doctors later told me that slight fever was 103.2 and just flat felt rotten. I thought, go home, get some lunch. That should do it for some energy. Instead, all I can do was lay down with my right side hurting acutely, so my lunch was sleep. Austin came and woke me up to tell me I had 10 minutes before I needed to go back at work. I slowly got up, grabbed my car keys and went back to work. Around 3.30pm, though I was beyond care if I had a job or not, I told my boss I was going home that I flat felt bad. All he could say was, whatever, clock out, go home. You don't even want to know what I thought of that rude dismissal. Anyway, I had to have Austin come get me because I couldn't even stand up, let alone think about driving. Now, mind you, Austin isn't supposed to drive. He was slowly going blind and really couldn't see too good driving. Thankfully, it was only two short turns and a little stretch to reach the RV. Austin got me home, helped me out of the car, ran a hot bath for me. By this point, I couldn't get warm, and that seemed to ease the symptoms for about 30 minutes. I didn't want to eat or drink anything. I finally conceded defeat, I had Austin call my sister so they could run me to the emergency room. The ER nurse put a starter IV into my arm, took him two tries as my veins kept collapsing. Finally, after he got the IV started, the doctors had the nurses pump me full of morphine for the pain as soon as they could in the treatment room. By this time, my stomach had cleared out all its contents. But still no bathroom run. Nothing was coming out. Next thing I know, they had me admitted to the hospital for massive kidney stones. They scheduled me for surgery at 7 a.m. the next morning. The rest of the night was a blur, going in and out of consciousness with the pain meds they were giving me. At 4 a.m. the next morning, The surgeon came in to let me know they would be coming to take me to surgery at 6am. It just so happens I didn't go into surgery until the next day. The surgery team came and wheeled me up to the surgery unit about 11am that next morning. Of course the vampires had already put the IVs in my arm in the ER so I could receive anesthesia for the procedure. They put me in a curtained off waiting area until it was my time to go into surgery i just watched as people went back and forth taking care of other people coming in and out for their procedures finally around 12:30 pm the anesthesiologist came in and explained what he was shooting into my iv i heard and this will be and then oblivion most times folks put under don't remember a thing They just go to sleep and wake up a few hours later. Not me. I remember it was dark and hands reaching for me all around. I tried to call for help, scream, anything, but nothing came out. Then Mike was standing there beside me. Where am I? How could Mike be in my dream state? Mike answered in a clear voice that very question I had thought. I'm here, he said, because you are in between the living and the dead. We call it the in between, he continued. I can hear your thoughts if you are wondering. I shook my head, yes. I thought, how can Mike be here with me in the hospital? We can follow those we are attached to, he explained. Continuing on, he said, You and I are not so different. You see, I can also talk to and see ghosts. Frantically, I thought, Oh my God, I'm dead? I wanted off the roller coaster ride now. Somebody help me. Mike reached a hand out touching my right forearm. It's okay. Everything will be alright, he said. I'll stay with you as long as you need me, Mike said reassuringly. I could feel the fear slowly dissipating. The hands reaching for me were gone. Looking around me, all I could see was absolute blackness. In the movies, they always show The blackness as a precursor to what was coming next. My senses didn't have any ominous feeling to them. There are no demons here to chase you as those movies portrayed, Mike said. I would, however, like to introduce you to little Mary Smith. She's the girl you see sometimes running around in the RV. I looked down as a tiny hand touched mine that was hanging down to my left leg. "'Well, hello there,' I said as I squatted down to be on her level. "'So your name is Mary?' I said with my own voice. I was startled by the revelation that I could speak, but did not show it for fear I would scare the little girl away. The little girl nodded and said, "'Matter of factly, yes, I'm Mary.' "'Mary Smith, glad to meet you,' she continued." as she held her hand out to shake mine. I let out a small laugh as I shook the offered hand. Can I ask you a question, Little Mary? I said. She shook her head yes and said, My mommy used to call me Little Mary. Did you know her too? She asked this question in a tremulous voice as if she was on the verge of tears. I gently squeezed her hand while answering her question with my own. Why are you here instead of with your mommy, Mary? I don't know, and I can't find her. I knowed we'd gone to the store. She got out of the car and left me in the back in my car seat. I got scared, because I'd never been by myself in a car before. I can see people walking around me. I screamed and yelled, but no one heard me. It was so hot that I couldn't put my legs down. The car seat kept burning the back of my legs. I was so hot. There was water running down my face. It itched so bad going down my face, neck, arms, and legs. I yelled, kicked, and screamed. But I was so hot I couldn't really move very much. I realized the windows were foggy with moisture. I couldn't see out anymore. Being that hot made me very sleepy. I tried to stay awake. I kept crying, kicking, pounding, and yelling. I couldn't get out of my car seat. I didn't have enough strength in my hands to undo my seat buckles. It just got hotter. And hotter. I was so wet from the water, I just stuck to my seat. I finally couldn't move anymore, and I fell asleep. When I woke up, I was in your house. It doesn't look like my house at all. Is it your home? She asked. Through my tears, as I realized she had died in a hot car, I nodded my head yes may i stay with you and mike she asked in a tiny voice that was barely heard i gathered her in my arms and said you can stay as long as you can and want she pulled away from me looked at me with a big smile eyes glittering, face flushed with huge red spots on her cheeks and face i realized her hair and clothes were soaked like it had been when she died. Mary turned and started skipping away, her small feet leaving wet impressions on the floor as she went into the darkness. I looked at Mike. He, too, had tears streaming down his face. Now you know how she came to be here with us. All of a sudden, Mike said, Hey, they're calling you back. You better go. Your job isn't finished in the place of the living. I'll see you again, Renee. I promise. I felt his voice going away as if in a dream. As it faded, light started swirling behind my eyelids. I realized the brightness was coming from my hospital room. I didn't even feel them wheeling me back down to the room they assigned me for my stay. I opened my eyes trying to get back to my reality. I was still groggy from the anesthesia they'd given me. Austin and my sister were standing beside my bed. Welcome back to living, honey, Austin said, without realizing what I had just gone through, as he leaned down to kiss me on the forehead. My sister just did a short wave with her hand at me. I tried to talk, but my throat was really dry. All I could get out was a craggy water please. Austin grabbed my cup with the ice water and a straw. He held it for me while I took a sip. He set the cup back on the bed tray that was positioned over my midsection. I looked at the foot of my bed to see Mike and Mary standing there, Mary's little hand in Mike's. As I started to close my eyes, for sleeping was settling in, I can still hear Mary's voice and her gay laughter slowly fading away. Such a beautiful sound. Was the last thought before the welcoming sleep overtook me. Thank you for listening to Ghostly Wonders I'm Where Story, an original story written by Jamie Lynn Michaels and narrated by Karina Brown. Produced by Privy Project Productions, copyright 2021. Background music by David Feslian and used with his permission. Join us next time for another story from everyone's night terrors. Tuesday Terror really gets the nerves on edge and gives you a nice, healthy fear of the dark. For a change, catch Bells in the Bat Free, where your nerves will still be on edge, but with a nice, healthy fear of bad puns, silly situations, and absurd plots. Bells in the Bat Free, in Friday Follies and every other week in Sunday Showcase. Just keep telling yourself, it's only a podcast. It's only a podcast.